Hello and welcome to this week's episode, or sorry, this month's episode of The Game Papas. That's right, I'm back with my man Retro Gaming Nomad and we're going to talk about uh, video games. Today's topic, light gun games. Uh, Romad, Romad, Nomad. Nomad. Nomad, let's talk about this subject here. Why did you chose this one? So why did you choose light gun games as our topic? Because I think a generation that's grown up right now never really truly played light guns. Um, a lot of them don't really know what arcades are or have gone into arcades. And as you know, um, light gun games were like a big attraction back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to go in there and you know shoot a bunch of aliens, shoot a bunch of baddies. Uh, and it was, it was just an absolute blast to play. They, they later on brought them to the home consoles. But with the technology now, with the, uh, you know, the, the OLED screens and uh, even uh, with the beginning of the LCD screens, they just they don't have the right technology to really capture that true light gun game. Um, and I think it's kind of a, it's a lost treasure, man. Um, I have, you know, my goddaughter and my nieces come over and they'll play some of these some of these light gun games and they try to go out and look for it now and it's not available um and it's just like i said it's just a, a lost treasure so i kind of want to uh bring our audience into knowing the a little bit of the history of it and some of the games that are out there and maybe seek some out for yourself you know i like that and what a better way to talk about the holidays and talk about guns <laughs> yeah <laughs> Good old fashioned guns. Santa delivers guns too, man. Santa delivers guns too. So, yeah, so before we dive into this, uh, we're going to keep with the. If you haven't listened to the show before, the way it kind of works is me and me and uh, big man, uh, Mr. Rubbishing Retro Gaming Nomad, we don't really prepare anything. We kind of go straight from the hip, but we kind of go based upon memory and based upon our experiences um, with this with games that we've experienced. So if the subject is light, game, light gun games, a lot of this is going to be something that we've experienced personally, and then we talk about it back and forth. Um, yeah. uh, so please, if you haven't listened to it, go check it out. We have about uh, six more other episodes that are really great you should check out. And of course, be sure to follow uh, the mainstream at Uncle Dad Talks on Instagram, and of course, follow at Retro Gaming Nomad on Instagram as well, and then you can get the whole shebang. Uh, so, all right, let's kick it off. Uh, I will let you go first, sir. Uh, you want to go way? Right, well, you go way back or what? Yeah, let's go way back. And well, first I want to ask you a personal question: What was the very first light gun game you can remember playing? <clears throat> you know, I can't. I don't remember. I can't remember like I, when I played in the arcade. But I do have a fun story about a light gun arcade game or like a light gun experience. Uh, I don't think we. I don't think we have time. <laughs> well, because no, it, invo- no, it involves you, actually. <laughs> oh, here we go. Okay. Please, please share. Please so share. for those who don't know, and, and you haven't listened to the show, again, please listen. Uh, we, uh, me and Retro Gaming Nomad go way back. He's known me pretty much since I was a kid. Uh, I'm 34 now, and uh, he's still 34. <laughs> uh, at heart. <laughs> at heart, yes. And when I met him, uh, I'll never forget this. One of the first experiences I had with Mr. Nomad, he was running a very popular gaming store. And I was in there with my dad, and we were looking for something for me to buy, uh, like something different and fun, and we couldn't figure it out. And my dad had took me to play you know, Time Crisis and whatnot. And I guess that's the one I think of the most. But you had suggested, well, you know, we have this uh, game on sale, and it was for the PS1, 
and it was the it was the Time Crisis PS1 game, but I can't remember what it was called. It was called something else. It wasn't like Time Crisis 1, 2, or 3. It was like in a, in a black box. It had. It was supposed to have an orange gun, but it had the gray gun, and that's why it was on sale, because the gray gun was more realistic looking, and so Ooh. you had to get rid of them. And so you told me, we'll sell this to you, whatever. And I, and I think it was normally like, had to be like 80 bucks at the time, but you sold it to us for $20. <laughs> so I assume... Well, it was- so you said it was for PS1? Yes. Huh. It didn't have the pedal, though. What it had was a little button on the thing that you would click on, and that's how you did the whole back and forth. You know, like yeah, yeah. That was, a, that was a Namco called a GunCon. Yes, yep. Uh, that was a Namco GunCon, but I'm trying to think of the game. And it came packaged with a game? Yeah, it was packaged with Time Crisis. With that. Oh, with Time Crisis. Yeah. Okay. But it was, a black, it was like a black box Time Crisis. It wasn't like an arcade one. It was one made for the console. Um, the only thing I can think of is, uh, it was called Crisis Core. Not Crisis Core, Final Fantasy. It'll come to me. It'll come yeah. to me. I think I know what you're talking But about. you sold that to me as a little kid, uh, back in the day. <laughs> what, what better gift than a father to give his son than a gun game to shoot humans? From his other father. From the other dad. But yeah, that's my earliest memory I could think of, like a a real rich experience with a with a a light gun game because I played that with my dad for forever. We played it all the time. So thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Well, see, that just goes to my point. Uh, The games are a lot of fun. They're super easy to play, uh, but they can be a blast to play. We're going to get a little into it uh, on just uh, some of the history of it and and some of our favorite games. So. I kind of want to go back to um, just a little question. Do you know when the first true light gun game came out? Well, so wouldn't that be, there was like a three-in-one device, right, that came out way back when. It had like a little triangle cart, and you put the triangle cart on it, and it had like a magnum-looking thingy, and it had a had a steering wheel. That's not it? Yeah, I know she doesn't know. Uh, no, no, this goes way back. And it's actually technically an arcade game. Uh, back in the back in the days, arcades were not just games, video games, but they were considered games like parlor games. I mean, you can go in and play, you know, dice, roulette. Oh, um, okay. There was, you know, darts and all that stuff. And they actually had electronic games. Uh, so the uh, first one uh, was called a Seabird Ray O Light in 1936. Wow, the year you were born. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I remember those days. Uh, I think it. I think it cost. Uh, I think it cost a penny to play. No, I'm joking. Uh, but yeah, that was the first one. But uh, it didn't really get game popularity until. And you know, I'm a Sega guy, so I have to throw this in there. But Sega's Periscope, and I know you've seen, heard and seen Periscope before. The original one came out in 1966, and Periscope was a game where you actually looked through a periscope. Yep, and you used to. Uh, uh, rotate the screen kind of like a submarine, and inside the machine was mechanical cardboard cutouts, and they had little light sensors on them. And so when you pulled the trigger, uh, the light sensor would pick it up and then knock down the, the or sink the ships, if you will. And that was the very, the very first like truly successful arcade game. Uh, but yeah, man, that was all the way back in 1966. That you would consider that a light gun game, though. That is, it uses the same technology that technically used on light gun games uh, later on, oh, uh, which was which was a, which was just a light uh, emitting. Uh, uh, I don't want to say LED, it wasn't LED, but 
but uh, a light bulb essentially and the contraption that you held in your in your head and rotate that was actually the receiver so very much we i think we talked about this in, in one of our previous episodes but the way light guns technically work they don't shoot the, the light at the tv the tv flashes and the gun picks up where you're aiming at on the sensor sensors to the computer and tells you if you got a hit or not and that's mm-hmm. essentially the same technology they've always used uh, at least with crt tvs and arcades um and then nintendo uh contrary to a lot of believe people think oh duck hunt was the first one first fight gun game with the zapper it wasn't actually in 1970 um they had a game called beam gun that they made and then later on uh laser clay shooting i don't know if you remember this but kind of grew up in the same area i don't know if you remember going to chuck e cheese but they had this gun game that had a huge rifles with them and it was like a clay shooting and it was huge huge like i would say almost like a uh project projection screen and you got there you put your quarter in and there was literally like a little light uh uh clay which was for the representing the um the clay and you had to get your uh, gun and shoot it at the light on the on the screen hmm. but the problem is we would always turn to people that were playing games in the arcade and start shooting them you can see the light pretty much light up on their face <laughs> like wax on or something like that and stop but what mess wrong but they actually had that one man and i i didn't know how old that was wow. until i did a little bit of research on this stuff man they, they had that for a long time that's crazy Wow, that's a that's I uh, I don't remember that, but that sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, it was a blast! It was an absolute blast to play, literally. <laughs> uh, and and it, it, it even had like like when you shot speakers on the left and right side, there were like house speakers, man, and they would just boom when you pull the trigger. Oh. It and it was it was just a lot of fun. Um, but I did want to also talk about we we went to the uh, uh, video uh, the uh, pinball. Uh, oh, convention California Extreme uh, California Extreme yeah, that's Longo in uh, San, San Jose uh, and I kind of wanted you your thoughts on that one light gun game we played with a bear oh yeah I forgot about the, with the real bear right it was like a real mm-hmm. mechanical bear mechanical bear yeah yeah I forgot what the name of that game was but there, there was a game there where it looked like a, like he like Nomad saying it looks like a real rifle I mean more or less was a real rifle and it had you know obviously the mechanics of like a light gun and you I, I can't remember if you pumped it or not I think you just shot but you get like six shots like a rifle and it's a mechanical little like uh, bear going in circles and you shoot the bear and then the bear gets up you know mechanically that's all real no, it, was, Go ahead. it was left to right it was left to right. You had to shoot him on the side first, and then he got mad. Oh, and then that's and right. Then you, and then you had to shoot him in the belly. And the one in the belly is the only one that counted. That's right. Okay, yes, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, those kind of that old mechanical arcade style, I think, is really fun. You don't really see that yeah. anywhere anymore, right? And some of them, are like I, I played ones with like uh, you know Indians and cowboys. Uh, I've seen, uh, there was one in Sacramento that I played that was a lot of fun. Um, but I feel like uh, that art of, I mean, I also, that, those are probably really expensive to keep up with, right? They have to be. Like all the, well, all the mechanics stuff. And I'm, I'm sure you played some of the ones where they had, uh, you put arcade and they would have like this huge, like, almost like ghost house with yeah. a bunch of little doors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. doors have to open up and stuff. You'd be like, oh, there's one right there. Boom, boom, boom. Imagine the maintenance on that thing. Yeah. And, and how much electricity that thing uh, uh, took and 
yeah, just the, the breaking down of all the mechanical parts, man. It had to be crazy. Well, talking about that, I actually will bring up one of my game my game choices right now. Then I cannot remember the name of it for life of me, but if I describe it, I'm sure you'll remember it. It was from Namco, and it was. Um, basically like a shooting range you had a little black revolver that you pulled out and you would shoot you know little targets going by uh but then the last target was a real target and it was a cup and you would shoot the cup and the cup would shatter and it was a real cup that would shatter do you remember that was it kind of a party game uh no it was an arcade machine oh it was an arcade machine oh okay so it wasn't at home because the, what what you're kind of describing reminds me of point 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 yes. blank was uh is that it? No, that's not it, but I remember, I know you're talking about, yeah. Point Blank, yeah. Point Blank uh, is, is similar to that. This is also made by Namco. Yeah, let me and see. And if it's not Point Blank, I'm sure Point Blank got the idea from that arcade. Well, because I think it's in there, Point actually. Blank. Yeah, Point Blank, uh, it, there's one of those games in there for the cup. And uh, at Point Blank, one of the uh, last bosses, well, I shouldn't say bosses, one of the mini games that you had to do was you had to shoot a fly. <laughs> uh, it was called a that was Quick and Crash. Oh, Quick and Crash, okay. Do you remember that? I'm not, I don't, I don't remember Quick and Crash in Arcade. Yeah, I don't know if I can, if you can see it through your screen. Let me show you. Nope. <laughs> it, it's all censored. <laughs> no, I don't remember Quick and Crash, but... Um, Do you remember this now? Take a look. No, I don't remember Really? You would have dug it, dude, because it had like all the real stuff and the concept of mechanical. A, literally, a real physical cut pops up. And if you shoot it, it shatters in the machine, and then it rebuilds itself. Oh, sick! Yeah, and it, and it, and it produces another one, or yeah, like like that. You got a little, like, you got a little small elephant there, like moving <laughs> back there. <laughs> this, this was like, I only imagine that it had to be m- m- magnetic, a magnetic cup. I imagine. Uh, that makes sense, kind of. Yeah, that was still. Yeah, you would you would have dug that. So like that blank, the point blank thing you're talking about. Yes, it was in there, but the real one literally was all real stuff. Like a mechanical game, and this came out in '99, so they were still. Oh wow, not too long ago. Yeah, so they were still. Hey, trying. Do you remember? Do you remember a uh, 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 arcade light gun game where it had like a little chicken in there? You had to shoot the chicken, and all yes. the feathers started flying around. Yes, remember I that? do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. A, yeah. yeah. And like, light it up, dude, and then you uh, eventually, uh, once you kind of killed it, a bunch of feathers would fly inside the arcade game. It was like stuff like that, dude. It was like. You, you, you probably never see that again. Nope. You know what I mean? Nope, nope, nope. Uh, but, God, what what a... It was just hilarious, man. It was just a lot of fun to play. And I remember I remember playing that stuff. There'd be all kind of people behind you. But, uh, yeah, the arcades were the best, man. I think... I think when it really started gaining popularity, though, it's... Um, is probably the, the cop the cop games. So you had um, Lethal Enforcers. Yep. Was 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 huge. Forces. Uh, remember that one? No, uh, oh, their their arcade cabinets were the worst, dude. The 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 art that they had on the side, it was just like the seventies, eighties, leotard, poofy hair. And they're supposed to be like these these ex cops or something like that. But the game was a lot of fun. And then um, along came the, like the digital era where you know, Area 51 came out and the full motion video style stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that was cool. But for me, I think I really, really got into the gun games probably with Virtual Cop and then Time Crisis, eventually Time nice. Crisis. Um, and of course, once they came to home consoles, it was a blast. Now, what I liked about 
the Time Crisis series, especially when it came to, um, well, first we'll start with Virtual Cop. Virtual Cop was the first one to really have like polygraphs. Able to play two players on one screen um, at home. They still can do it. I did. They released for like Sega Saturn. Uh, it was absolute blast to play. Uh, but the thing I liked about Time Crisis, which I thought Namco was genius for, is um, the arcade game always had the red and blue gun. You had the red cop, the blue cop. Yeah. You guys were buddies. And you covered each other back. And you had the pedal. You brought up the pedal earlier. And you had the pedal, which would have you duck. And while you duck, you also reloaded. Uh, so there was a lot of times in there where you're, the best way to get through the level was to actually just keep, <laughs> keep duck down and then pop up and start uh, shooting people. Now, when they brought it to uh, the homes, uh, eventually on the PlayStation 2, Time Crisis 2, a lot of people don't know, but with a lot with the, if you have the original style PlayStation 2, it had this uh, port in the front, was essentially a firewire cable. And you're able to system link those oh. uh, systems. So you would have two PlayStation 2s, two copies of Time Crisis, one firewire cable link, and of course two TVs, but you can be cop red, I would be cop blue, and you could sit there and literally play exactly like the arcade. Wow. You each have two different screens, two different things going on at once. And what I liked about the Namco guns is it had a video plug that you actually plugged in your uh, yellow uh, AV slot. And it made those guns extremely accurate. By far the most accurate light guns ever made. And it was an absolute blast to play. Now, the, the Namco ones didn't come with a pedal that like said before, but they did have some more aftermarket ones that yep. did. And it had the little kickback. I still got mine. Has a little kickback on there, uh, and we had the pedal. And I remember bringing it home and just me and my friend, my friend Jesse, we were playing like all night. And my mom got so pissed, man, because that gun is just going ching, ching, yeah, ching, yeah, ching. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, turn that shit off. So I'd kind of like hold it back because I wanted <laughs> the gun, and I'd hold back the top so it wouldn't pop. But once stuff started getting like airy, I'm sitting like ching, 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 ching. <laughs> it, was, it was it was nuts, man. It was it was uh, absolute blast to play. Um, and, uh, yeah, they made a couple after that, but not much more, but I'll let you, I'll let you go ahead and go because I'm kind of taking up the whole no, podcast. I love it. I love it. It's great. Cause I know how passionate you are about the light gun games. That's great. So it's, uh, it's exciting to see that because, so when I think of, um, light gun games, I think of all these different experiences that I've had. One of my favorites to this day. And I, if, if I, if I see it at an arcade game at an arcade, I will play it. I can at least play it for a good 20 minutes, if not longer. Is Sniper, uh, Sniper, uh, not Sniper Elite, Sniper, oh my god, Sniper, <laughs> Sniper Scope, Sniper Scope, yeah, fuck it, I was like Sniper Elite, I was got the second thing of, it's, it's, it's Silent Scope, Silent Scope, yes, Silent Scope, oh. yeah, Silent Scope 3 and 2, I would play all the damn time, and I remember thinking, I remember being a little, a little, uh, you know, a little uh, adolescent man, and like always trying to look for the girl in the bikini, and then you're like, oh, there she is. Don't shoot her, though. <laughs> uh, wow. What a, what, a, what, a, what a softie. Yeah, typical boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Silent Scope was dope. Yeah, uh, amazing. The, the, you had the battle mode on there. Oh, yeah, the battle mode was great, yeah. That was yeah. so cool. And it was like, but it's so funny to think about that game now because, like, who's who's sniping that fast in, in real life? Just koosh, koosh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess I guess somebody can. Uh, it was that guy in the movie American Sniper? He probably could. But dude, I I absolutely sucked at Silent Scope. Really? I I dude, I suck. 
I wanted to be good at that game. Um, but as you know, man, that, that game was like a dollar to play, I think it was. Yeah, it was like a dollar uh, to play at one point, yeah. It was like a buck to play, man. I was like, dude, I can do a dollar and get sniped hella fast and die. Or I can go play Galaga for three hours. You know what I mean? Like, like there, there, there was just certain things. I'm like, I know I'm good at this. I'm, uh, you know, I'd rather spend a dollar like on, I don't know, Enduro Racer or Daytona. You know what I mean? So, I, dude, I was just, I was horrible at that game, man. I don't, I don't know why. And then, but they, they, they did make home versions, but obviously it wasn't the same. No, no. Uh, they just had this generic like zoom in. But what was so cool about Sniper Scope was. The fact that the scope was a, a screen in itself, yeah. mm-hmm. so when you looked at it, you're like, "Holy crap!" Like you can you can you can have your you can even have a spotter, yeah. like your friend who's playing the game. I mean, who's watching you play the game could be like your spotter. Like, oh, he's over over to the left, uh, and you have your eye in the in the scope. He's uh, no, look, uh, a little bit to your right, a little bit up, and you can like kind of be your your spotter in the game. I thought that was really cool, and the setup, the game just looked amazing. When you, it was just a, it just attracted me. You saw it like, what the hell is this, man? It was on a mount. Yeah, that game was sick. Yeah, I think Sniper, Sniper uh, sorry, Silent Scope uh, was one of those games that just was timeless for me, man. I could, I like I said, to this day, I still can play it. And you're talking about that screen. I remember thinking that was like so neat when I saw plus when I first played it. I remember thinking that is so. It makes you feel fully immersed, and that's so great about those games is that they're one of the few games that you can do that really creates full immersion without like VR or whatever it may be. I mean, obviously yeah, they yeah. go, they go hand in hand in some respects, but, and which we'll talk about more later in the show. Cause I do have, I want to talk to you about the new world of uh light gun games, but we'll get to that. Uh, but I, what I'm curious for you is what is the most unique, uh, uh, light gun game you've ever played? Uh, well, there's a shooter. I don't want to call it a light gun game because it, it, it it's not really a light gun game. And we'll kind of go into the VR aspect of it if we get kind of know what I'm hinting at. Uh, but I thought that was really unique when I first played it at Dave and Buster's. But um, for me, I was a huge fan of House of the Dead. Before that, it was all everything was copyrighted. I mean, some kind of cop, some you know, some kind of thing. Other than Sniper Scope, which I thought was extremely revolutionary, um, uh, and and the first time I played Periscope, uh, way way back in the day, I thought that was really cool too. But um, House of the Dead, just the fact that zombies were coming at me at the time, full blood, you're able to literally blow their heads off, uh, uh, blood splatter on the screen, uh, and this is kind of the days, you know, a little bit before Mortal Kombat, during Mortal Kombat, where the uproar of mature rated games, and they had all this blood, and then I remember when the whole uh, ESRB stuff started going down, and the censoring, and they changed the blood to green. The next time I went in, I was like, oh, this is bullshit, I got so freaking pissed off, dude. But that game was a lot of fun, uh, because at some points, it, it did kind of scare me when you're playing the game. Oh, yeah. And the one that I remember playing, you actually had to sit in, uh, sit in, well, stand inside, and it surrounded you with just darkness. So you you literally felt like you were, like, by yourself in a mansion with nothing but just darkness in there. And the speakers were kind of behind you, so I had surround sound. So you can, before the, before the camera, which was fixed, obviously, but before your character on the game would turn around, you can actually hear the zombies coming up from behind you. And it was freaking creepy, dude. Wow, and, and the screen would turn on. You're like, oh, 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 oh. and it's like reload, reload. Yeah, God damn it, dude. Um, but that that 
that, and of course, I'm pricing the whole deck and stuff. Um, wow. But th- that was, yeah, that, that was really fun. And then, of course, LA Gunners. I got four LA Gunners in there. We got a big mounted. It wasn't really a light game, though. Like them game, though. It was just like uh, a sensor on the screen. Well, when you talk about House of the Dead, you can't talk about it without talking about like its its sequels. So they did, you know, one one through three were pretty much you know standard, right? And then did you play four and five in arcades? I played four in arcade, but I did not play five. And I think you told me about five. Five is insane because now we're to, you know to kind of modernize things. It, it, you you wear like these three D glasses, like, like simple three D glasses. You wear <clears throat> the the gun has has a. Uh, there's a heartbeat sensor on top of the, on top of the shooting, and then the full seats actually vibrate, and then also the the machine actually blows air when like a certain like oh wow air, yeah so like you'll be walking like I'm sorry like feel a vision yeah exactly yeah pretty much like you'll be walking and you'll feel like the ground shaking on because of the bottom and then all of a sudden you'll hear like a hissing sound and then it'll blow like air right in your face and then you're like ah you know and then yeah it's it's, and then your heart rate's going up because you can see it consistently because of the, the gun having the heart rate meter. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 I highly recommend if you can find an arcade that has it, which I think most of the, most of the D- Dave and Busters, I think, have them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been to Dave and Busters in a while, but yeah, you told me that they had it there. I'm like, dude, I, I looked it up right away. I was like, oh, I gotta play this game. Man. Yeah. That sounds freaking fantastic. It's fantastic, <laughs> but it costs too much. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, what is it, like five bucks? Uh, yeah, pretty much, yeah. It has to be. With that kind of technology and that much electricity going through there, you know, and, and features, it's that, and that's the thing is sometimes they just price you out. It's a great experience, but it kind of prices you out. Uh, uh, you brought up uh, uh, glasses and stuff, and one I have to throw out there and I completely forgot about it. It was part of my childhood, uh, technology-wise, too, was on the Sega Master System, they had Missile Defense 3D. Oh, yeah. Um, and you use the uh, phaser, the light gun phaser, for the Sega Master System. And on the Master System, they have this like little plug-in part for the uh, for the Sega card. But they actually had shuttered 3D glasses, even back then in 1987. And you plug it into the uh, card slot. And what it does is it synced the uh, frame rate from your glasses to the TV. And able to see these missiles coming at you in 3D. And you had to shoot them down with the light. Whoa. I forgot about that. That was fun. That, that sounds, was a fun game. That sounds pretty awesome. It, it was. It was just uh, again before their time, but uh, that was that was a blast to play. Man. That was cool. Yeah, you know. Okay, so I got to bring up a, re- a weird one that you probably haven't played before. So as you know, I've been in Japan a few times, and there was one out there that really blew my mind. And are you familiar with a Japanese uh, uh, J-pop group or J-idol group called AKB48? Oh yeah, I listen to them all the time. So no, uh, they're, they're So it's like a really popular, you know, lady group, like a J J Idol group, like K pop, right? Like super big, super popular in Japan. Well, they have this Cibu, game. What do you say? Sibomato. Who? Sibomato. <laughs> Sibomato is a Japanese girl group from wait. Back in the day. Oh yeah, I definitely don't know what that is, but <laughs> but uh, but <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, this game take the concept of House of the Dead, right? Take the new world generation of technology of House of the Dead Five, and slap uh, beautiful uh, J-pop girls in it who are also zombies, 
you got a game. Nice. That's literally what it is. And like every now and then they'll go into like a dance. So you'll be playing and then you activate dance mode and then the zombies go. You know what I mean? All like, well, like, like, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I gotta play this. Man. Yeah, it's they actually have it in uh, Sacramento, I believe, somewhere. But uh, no, what's it called? Round one, like the Japanese version of uh, Dave and Buster's. Have you ever been there? No, I've been there. Yeah, yeah, there's like a Bay Area thing, but uh, they are interesting. But uh, if, if, next time you're out here, I'll show it to you because it is a trip, dude. And then another honorable mention for weirdness, even though it's a classic game is the arcade cabinet version of Luigi's Mansion. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did play that one. That one that one was good. And not necessarily like that is more sensor, but uh, yeah, absolutely blast to play. Uh, fun to play. And one I, I do want to bring up, not necessarily like that, but you brought up uh, VR and headsets. Remember Beachhead, was it Beachhead 3000? I was going to ask, I was going to talk about that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you, you put this thing on your head, and I, now I think about it, like, dude, how unsanitary was that? Yeah, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you put your thing on your whole face and just coughing in it, whatever. Oh, but yeah. the fact that you can put it on, and it was on a swivel, you could turn your entire body around and use the guns on the, on, on the side of your uh, headset to, like, shoot and uh, missiles and guns, man. That was fun to play, too. Did you, that uh, was now, did they have different versions of that too beachhead because i thought yes. that okay yeah they did they have did it. have different versions i only saw two i only played one but i've seen a, a, a variant of it and i think it was the fact that it was like five bucks to play it nah, man. really wow yeah. it's crazy too because sure. when we talk about these games now they're becoming more expensive because obviously in order to get people to play them they have to be more involved right yeah and they have to make a profit so maybe when arcade games were more popular you might get away with a dollar yeah. but now it's like you know and, and that attraction that the standby mode has to be so attractive to draw you in I, I don't even want to know their electricity bill now. that's crazy I know yeah I don't think uh, arcades are saving the environment at all <laughs> <laughs> uh, now what's a, what's a, what's a, not an arcade game but what's a light gun game that you wish would get a sequel um, Vampire Night. Ooh, uh, wow, yeah. I thought could have been better, but the fact that Sega and Namco teamed up to make this game, I was expecting the world. I was expecting this to be the best shit ever. And it it was good, but it wasn't great. And I think they could have did better. Uh, but if they were to do Vampire Night uh, 2, maybe with uh, three to four players, I think would be awesome. Um, and uh, Virtual Cop I've always been a fan of Virtual Cop 1 Virtual Cop 2 and then kind of the Hitmaker made kind of the in the same uh, uh, world if you will a pseudo version of Virtual Cop 3 which is called Confidential Mission uh, Confidential Mission came out on the uh, arcades and on the Dreamcast and it's, out, it's really fun to play but anybody who plays it will tell you right away this is Virtual Cop this is like dead on Virtual Cop except Instead of being cops, you're like private investigators, right. uh, so to speak. Um, but the the whole uh, aura of it just screams virtual cop. But I, I would love to see another virtual cop. That would be awesome. Yeah, and but you know what's funny is that all those sequels will probably have to go VR now, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I would think so. Um, in order to, if they wanted to be mainstream and, and, and make home versions of it, I think they would have to, and then eventually, you know, release it on the on the MetaQuest or um, you know, PlayStation VR or whatever the case may be. I think I, I think you would have to because the the tech 
technology with the screens and the, and the guns it's just it's just not there yeah. and it, which blows my mind that you know we can put somebody you know on the moon and self landing rockets but we can't get a gun that works on a 4k you know oled screen well did you know that there is one now well there's one for pc there's one that um, just came out recently yeah and there's been some that quote unquote came out before and they pulled them off the market because they were trash. Now, apparently, the one on PC works fairly well okay. once you uh, do a bunch of like patches and whatnot on it. I read up about it, but I'm talking old school console gun game, just not there. I mean, with the PlayStation Three, they did you know the House of the Dead uh, combo. Um, they did uh, Time Crisis. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. With the uh... on that, but it had the sensor. Yeah. It had the sensors that you had to put on the side of your TV. And, I mean, I guess that's cool. Uh, and then the, uh, the motion the, uh, the motion controls for uh, the PlayStation 3. You can use the guns on that. And that was kind of cool, too. But it, it's still, you had to aim it at the screen, and then it put the crosshairs on your screen. I'm talking like old school, just let me shoot. I don't need, I don't need crosshairs on the screen because... At that point, you're more controlling the crosshairs instead of controlling your gun the way you want it and shooting it and aiming it yourself. Right. You're you're more controlling the crosshairs, which is kind of the same as using your controller, and that's why I like the gun game so much. Especially when I'm by myself and I put on two player mode and I'm using two guns at the same time. <laughs> I'm holding one sideways, one straight up, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, dude. That's, you get to that's, live your Stallone fantasies. Yeah, dude. <laughs> no, the oh, man. You're the, you're the disease on the cure. <laughs> Cobra, man. They're even so uh, We need that. That's all we need is a Cobra video game. <laughs> Cobra like them. Like them. Oh, there yeah. you go. There you go. Uh, well, we got remember, remember, I know. Hold up. Remember in Cobra where that one guy is, it, it is uh, like Lowrider is 64, 65 Lowrider, and he's parking in the spot, and he bumps him, and the next time he comes by, he goes, he goes, hey, man, I'll save your spot for you. One of my favorite quotes from the line is he jumps out of his 1950, Stallone does, jumps out of his 1950 uh, hot rod, and he goes, you're a good citizen. And he just walks away, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so if you guys haven't seen uh, Cobra, watch it. It's a Stallone classic. Go watch it. Celebrate the holidays. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of uh, The Game Papas. We'll be back uh, next month. Actually, no, we'll be back with this bonus episode very soon. All right, everybody. We'll see you all very soon. Peace, love. Game on. Game on. Bye-bye.